Alright, here we go. Second episode of Left Brained. Coming to you the night after the Oscars. An Oscars that was strange in that both the best film of the year actually won and that Eminem, for whatever reason, performed Lose Yourself uh, like 18 years after that movie came out. This is going to be a short episode. we got a new producer we're breaking in. Uh, producer Veda is a black lab. Producer Moose has not been suspended. This is not a disciplinary action. We're calling it a supplement of talent. Um, but, you know, we think Veda brings some stuff to the table. And also, important for Veda because we are talking about Parasite, and as we discovered this morning, she has worms. So, the, the, the big story, and really the only story right now, is that, in the film world, concerning the Oscars, is that Bong Joon-ho's film, Parasite, which was on a lot of top ten lists, a lot of number one spots on top ten lists, actually ended up winning Best Picture last night at the Oscars um, over heavily favored 1917 and probably even over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think probably would have been the Better's Money second favorite, although I'm sure Gold Derby would have me wrong on that one. Um, a foreign language film had never won Best Picture before. Uh, they, they had been nominated. Amour was nominated, uh, the Michel Hunke film a couple years ago. Uh, Roma, Alfonso Cuaron's movie, won... Best Director last year, but lost Best Picture to Green Book in what seemed like the worst possible outcome. Um, and so this year, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, social class commentary thriller, uh, edges out 1917, the war movie that's uh, kind of been sweeping the awards thus far, edges out Quentin Tarantino's, I think, if not actually his masterpiece, what, what many critics are considering his masterpiece, I am still ride or die for Kill Bill as a single film. And some some other really <laughs> impressive movies that it kind of came out of and clobbered. I mean, it, when you look back at the awards over the course of the evening, Parasite swept almost every single category it was in, which is impressive for any film, um, let alone a film that is entirely in Korean. Um, and really kind of difficult subject matter, the kind of subject matter that we, in American cinema, kind of toy around with, but don't get into as deeply as uh, Bong Joon-ho does here. And interestingly enough for Bong Joon-ho, who did quite deservedly win Best Director, this is, um, he has made movies in English before, Snowpiercer's in English, uh, large portions of Okja are in English, uh, and this is the film, again, entirely in Korean, that wins it for him. Um, so that's kind of a coronation for anybody who's been following his career uh, from Memories of a Murderer, The Host, up through his more recent offerings till Parasite. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the the natural reaction is just elation. It is one of this feeling of not only did the, usually when the Academy gets it right, it's like the Academy got it right in that they picked the best movie out of the movies they picked, which are usually not the best movies. This year, they actually, I think, picked the best actual movie to be Best Picture. In no way, shape, or form does this validate the Oscars going forward. I'm also not really sure this presents any sort of, you know, sea change in the sense that I don't think we're going to see, you know, Claire Denis winning Best Director next year or uh, Michel Hanke or the Dardenne brothers winning. But it does it does open a door in, in two ways, and that's what I want to have this episode be about. And the first way is just the push for a normalization of international cinema. And the fact that we even call it international cinema is 
kind of a misnomer given that one, it completely dwarfs what you take cinema as a whole from the rest of the world. It completely dwarfs American cinema in size, scope, you know, production. There's movies being made everywhere. But also the fact that it kind of centers American cinema or Anglo-American cinema, given that 1917 is a British movie. And we usually consider British movies or European movies that are made in English to be largely American-style national cinema. Um, kind of others, the international films, to make it... It, just, it puts them, you know, out of reach a little bit. It says, you know, okay, the Coen brothers, that's, that's a great American film. Tony Erdman, if you get around to seeing it, great. But if not, you know, it's, it's international cinema. It's different. When really both of those, you know, the Coen brothers, what they do with their direction, what a movie like Tony Erdman does, um, is not that different from one another. They're, you know, comedies, they're social commentary, they're, you know, we talk about a director maybe like, um, Ken Loach, the social director from Ireland, Wind That Shakes the Barley, I, Daniel Blake. All of these are still art house movies, but kind of considered to be in inside the big tent of what we would consider normal cinema or national cinema, because they're in English. Whereas the Dardan brothers, who operate often not in English, um, I believe they're Belgian, most of their films that I've seen are in French, um, Equally socially conscious filmmakers, this is not to shit on Ken Loach at all, because Ken Loach is a master, but again, this idea that because we're talking about a different language, it, it somehow means you got to go the extra mile for it. It means it's not as essential. It means it's for the art house crowd only or for, um, you know, really only just devotees of a certain type of director. It. Um, I'm hoping that this, you know, this win by Parasite and hopefully now the fact that a lot of people who haven't seen it will check it out and will realize, wait, this is just a great thriller in and of itself. <laughs> Sorry for that interruption. Producer Veda has now been fired. Um, she is, for the record, still alive, just unemployed. So getting back to Parasite, what Bong Joon-ho is doing here, I mean, like I said, a very one of the most thrilling films of the year. I mean, certain scenes in this movie are among the most tense and kind of sweat-inducing that I saw a year, and hopefully people will watch this and realize, you know, oh, shit, you know what, not everything with subtitles is some deep art house meditation on life and death, um, spiritualism, you know, history of war, things like that, um, history of, you know, suffering, and that there's just so many... Uh, producer Vader has broken back into the studio and has reclaimed her old job. And so anyway, this idea that in international films, films in foreign languages are not inherently different than the films we see in America, films we see out of Europe that are in English, or maybe with languages we're even more familiar with, things like French, German, Spanish, um, that these films are very much just films, and just like we make films in America, and that they have a lot to offer, as I think Bon Joon-ho said it uh, wonderfully at the Golden Globes, that if you get over that little one-inch barrier of the subtitle, there's this whole other world waiting, and you can see some of the most exciting movies you'll ever see. I mean, between Brazil's City of God, one of the best crime movies of the new century, um, the Korean film I Saw the Devil, one of the best revenge films I've ever seen, uh, fellow Korean auteur Chan Woo Park's films. Um, there's, there's just so much out there, and it's such a shame that so many people get turned off by subtitles. I, I do understand it. It does require a more disciplined, heavy watch in the sense that you can't be doing two things at once. Um, but I'm really hopeful that Parasite's win will 
just kind of broaden that tent of people who are willing to say, well, this isn't in English, but I'm going I'm to give this a whirl. This is supposed to be good, or this looks good. This looks up my alley. The second great thing about Parasite Wedding, and this is maybe where I should explain the title of this podcast. Uh, we, we're called Left Brand, and when I say we, I am referring to myself, a cat, and a dog, uh, broadcasting out of our Wilmington bunker, um, because we wanted to look both a play on right brain, left brain, where we're looking at something creative but discussing it analytically, but also because if you are one of the three people who follow us on Twitter, you know that we are very much left-aligned politically, as is Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Um, the, real, the real miracle of this film, to me, and th- there's some comparisons that maybe Joker did this a little bit as well, but I think Joker is more openly nihilist in that you could kind of paint whatever you want onto it. It's, it's a film that resists a single interpretation because it's empty, I, I would say empty in a good way. I actually like that film quite a bit, but not not dogmatic or ideological in the sense that Parasite is. Parasite is an explicitly anti-capitalist film. Uh, you don't even have to apply a Marxist uh, film reading to uh, interpret it that way. The film is Marxist in and of itself. It's about wealth inequality. It's about the way that the rich and the poor treat each other. It's about how both sides um, live in complete alienation from one another, and only through these kind of insane, catastrophic circumstances can they ever be brought together. And I think one of the best things, and here's, uh, this is a spoiler for Parasite, so we should, um, if you haven't seen the movie, turn this episode off now. If you're, again, if you're one of the seven people that listens, turn this off now, watch Parasite, pick back up at this exact moment. Um, one of the most important parts of this is that the rich family, which kind of emblemizes the high-end, you know, rich capitalist class of Seoul, who has hired this poor family, who, or the poor family, rather, has kind of tricked them into hiring them so they can enjoy their house and the kind of amenities they don't get as, you know, a family living really on the outskirts of poverty, discovers that there's been a man living in the basement of the house the entire time who worships the rich owner of the house because the rich owner of the house lets him live there. And that's such an important little twist in the um, lower class, upper class fight in this movie because it shows you how the lower class always has to fight over what to do about the upper class. And the family that's infiltrated the home is obviously fighting by trying to take some sort of power into their own hands. And the man in the basement is rather um, not fighting. He's supporting this capitalist system because he's saying, thank you so much for letting me live here. Your wealth allows me to live. Um, You're essentially a godsend to me. You give food to my wife uh, who lets me eat some food in this basement that I live in. And so he's kind of become numb to his own inhumanity in the sense that he's turned his own inhumanity and his inhumanity of his living conditions is maybe more specific into a cause for celebration of, oh my God, I'm at least allowed to participate. I am allowed to live within the realm of the rich, within the realm of the upper class. While the lower class family, the infiltrators, are not satisfied at all with that. They're, they're rather horrified with it. And the way that reversal occurs at the end of the film where somebody does end up trapped in the basement but under very different circumstances um, really drives that point home of that there's you either have to confront the upper class head-on, steal what they have, infiltrate them, take over their house. You know, the, what the tagline for this movie on the poster is act like you own the place. Or you'll end up, you know, in the basement groveling over the scraps they throw you. And to have such an openly anti-capitalist Marxist, you know, very much um, 
I don't, maybe not full-on communist, but certainly socialist film, not just be this critically acclaimed, but win Best Picture, is going to hopefully open the eyes of a lot of people who hadn't ever really thought about this before or thought about it in a different way and are now seeing that this is not, you know, there's one, a global problem. You know, we think of South Korea as a very progressive country, certainly because in America we only really hear it compared to North Korea. Um, but, you know, like Bong Joon-ho said, capitalism is sort of a global sickness, and this movie shows you how impossible it is for the two sides to reconcile it. Not just in the sense that no family should ever be as rich as the one in this film, but also that no family should ever be as poor as the other family in this film. That the two ends have to be brought closer together, or else, as the film kind of plays out, chaos and violence are the only kind of solution. And, you know, seeing certain people as inhuman, subhuman, servant level is the natural um, endpoint of a system that rewards a certain type of wealth and a certain type of person and punishes a certain type so far that they have to assemble pizza boxes to a, attempt to pay their cable bill. Um, and so to just, 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 just have that in a mainstream film, especially one that has now just won an Oscar, and it's impossible to ignore that this, you know, won the Oscar in the heat of what's becoming primary season for the Democrats, where there is a socialist candidate running, Bernie Sanders, obviously. Um, the idea that people could watch this movie and suddenly connect it to that or connect it to what's going on around us in America right now, what's going on around us in the world right now, um, just such a, such a, you know, such an opportunity, I think, to really, really change a lot of minds. I'm always very skeptical of the notion that film could ever change the world or any part of art could ever fully change the world. But I do think film can change some things inside yourself. And I think that if you watch Parasite, you are always going to come away with the notion that things are not right here. The system they are living in, that these families are living in, and that the society and soul is living in, is incorrect. It's inhuman. It's, demor it's degrading. It you know, dehumanizes the poor. And that's the same system we have here. We know that. We see that in American movies. Just not ones as well made as this one. And so, as we get close to picking a new president, or sticking with the president we have, if we, as we get close to picking a challenger, whether somebody who's advocating moderate change, like a, um, what's this, Pete Buttigieg-type um, character, um, or a Bernie Sanders who's offering a far more robust vision of inequality in society and trying to bring those two halves together to say nobody should be a billionaire. True, but also nobody should be poor. There should be, there shouldn't, there, there will always be differences between what people have, but the gulf should not be as wide as it is. And it's inhumane to have it that wide. And Parasite is a movie that drives that idea home. It drives home that the half measures this kind of, we can get along with the upper class. We just have to, you know, thank them when they're, they deign to help us out with something when they, you know, are so kind as to lower the price of a drug for us, to finally release a generic of a medicine so that we can afford it. Um, a personal anecdote here, my lung medicine, which I take to stay alive, even with insurance, for a long time, this was um, Affordable Care Act insurance, so that is Obamacare insurance, which was supposed to be a you know big savior. That cost $450 a month until they came out with the generic. And they had that license for years. And I was lucky that I am from a family that, you know, has some means to it to help me out with that. But there's a lot of people who aren't. And you can find those stories 
all over the place online. People on, you know, GoFundMe's to get their insulin, rationing their medicine to stay alive because they simply can't afford it. And you read those stories and you watch a movie like Parasite and you just think this, this cannot be sustainable anymore. And so while I don't think the Academy in any way, shape, or form attempted to indoctrinate some sort of socialist revolution by naming Parasite the best film of the year, I think just top to bottom in terms of craftsmanship, acting, directing, just everything about it, really, it really is the best picture of the year. I do think they've opened a door here to maybe change the minds. If you haven't checked out the film, please do. Um, and please let yourself be open to it. Uh, because even if they didn't mean to, you know, promote some sort of socialist message, uh, Bong Joon-ho kind of Trojan horsed it in there. So let's take advantage of it. Mm -hmm.